Greetings, Raider Nation, and welcome to the Raider Nation podcast. And I am your host, Raider Greg, once again. Welcome back to the show. I should say welcome to Randy and welcome to myself. It's been a while since we've been here in the Raider Nation. And I'm happy to be back. And I know Randy is. Randy took a little vacation overseas. And, uh, well, we're back. So, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot of news, really. There's been a lot of uh, rumor and innuendo about what the Raiders are going to do in the draft and what they haven't done in free agency, blah, 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 blah. There's a whole lot going on that way. As far as the Raiders organization, really, if you take a look at it, nothing is happening. After the Tyrone Poole signing, I think we had one more acquisition. That was Coach Martinez, which will be a defensive quality control coach. And I believe he hasn't been in the NFL for a while. That makes him uh, the third coach that uh, comes back from retirement, I guess. (laughs) I know there's a lot of people concerned about that, too. Uh, Just recently, we've heard a couple of things go on. Before I get into the meat of the show, I want to send my deepest condolences to hardcore. um, An awesome Raider fan, founded many games. The guy painted himself up awesome. He's got a lot of tributes on a lot of the Raider sites, and it just, uh, you know, he was killed in a car accident, and that's a bummer. And so my condolences to the family. Okay. Season tickets are on sale, Raider fans. Let's get out there and represent. You know, we need to be the 12th man here. In the Raider Nation, we need to get out there and cheer for our Raiders, no matter what is going on. Um, You know, if you've been to the Coliseum, you know that it's a lot about the tailgate, a lot about the victory, uh, a lot of camaraderie. It's a lot of fun out there in Oakland. you got to get on out there and do it because you can. That's why. And you can do it because it's a reasonable price now. Uh, check out the season ticket prices. You can get tickets as cheap as 25 bucks a game. Uh, that's pretty cheap when it comes down to the NFL and entertainment. Uh, you'll be up there in Mount Davis, but that's okay. Uh, there's a, a Mount Davis survival kit. Uh, includes significantly brutal sunglasses, very dark. Uh, sunblock 160, of course, and... Um, Yes, you get your own poncho. You'll need one. Uh, that That's for the east side of the Coliseum. Um, but then again, man, that's the seats I got. So what am I saying? I'm just telling you how I prepare for the game. So there you go. Get your season tickets, fans. It's a great deal. It's a great time. It's a lot of fun. You can bring your family. All that horse crap about it being too brutal for kids is nonsense. I see many, many kids, and we might even do a video this season of kids at the Rada or Rada Nation Kids. Uh, that might have been that may be a cool uh, video, Randy. You might check it out. Today's show, Shell talks nasty, but he defends Tom Walsh, and I'm going to talk a lot about that. Collins considers retiring. Okay, okay, he's contemplating retirement. Well, you know what? He was contemplating retirement last year. Um, He shouldn't have taken the job with the Oakland Raiders, and uh, we'd be happier for it. Thanks a lot, retiring Collins. Please retire. I was hoping to see you 
give someone else in the NFL a miserable season, but I guess I won't be able to see that. Neither will the rest of the Raider Nation. I was hoping that uh, somebody like Denver might pick you up, or San Diego, or perhaps, you know, who knows. But uh, long story short, you're out of Oakland. Good for us. Uh, I'm going to have some shouts out at the end of the show for the Raider Nation podcast forum. All those guys have put on some time and put their opinion out there. It's really cool. I enjoy it. Don't forget to frapper. Don't forget to frapper. Yes, if you want to frapper, get on the Raider Nation podcast site, www.raidernationpodcast.com, and get on there and put your butt on the frapper map, man. Get yourself a picture. Put a picture of you and your girlfriend. It's cool. Wear your Raider garb and do some Raider crap. Whatever you're going to do, get on that frapper map. It's in the middle of my page on the right-hand side in little tiny letters. It's a little tiny white square. It says Frapper on it. Get on there. Get your picture on there. And check out the other Raider fans that are on there because it's hilarious. you got to check it out. If you are a Raider fan, be a Raider fan. Check out your fellow maniacs. And that's where we are. Of course, we're the fanatics of the NFL. Okay, I went off on a tangent. So what? It's been a long time since I've done a show, so it's okay. I can mess up a little bit here and there, don't you think? I think so. Okay, now, who the hell are we going to draft? That was the last story, and uh, that's about it. So let's get on to... Let's go right to the meat here of someone that I hope I don't have to talk too much more about other than in passing. Kerry Collins considers retirement. Now, here's what, here's what happens when you, when you hire a guy like this with no heart, absolutely no passion. He just must be a great BSer because he must have BSed Al something uh, terrible. There's an article here in the NFL. It talks about Kerry Collins apparently would rather watch the games on TV than from the sidelines. So if he can't be a number one guy, he's going to retire. Those who know Collins say he is seriously considered retirement. And it would not be surprising if he never played another down in the NFL. Well, go frickin' figure. What a buffoon. This guy, ah, does that answer all the questions? Do I need to say another word? All my Carrie Collins bashing of last season, when you didn't think it could get any more bizarre, here it is, right here. He retires after... This season with the Oakland Raiders, having made money over 12 seasons in Carolina. So he sucked Carolina clean. He came in, swooped in, and grabbed some more cash from New Orleans. New York took him, the Giants, and they used him up a little bit. And, of course, we got the garbage, what was left, from Kerry Collins, the flim-flam man that went through all those teams, took all their money, and really didn't do jack. But he did set the NFL record Four interceptions in any Super Bowl. Need I say more? Thank you, Kerry Collins, once again from the Raider Nation. Take your ass out of here and retire. Give us all a break. Uh, even though, like I said, I'd love to have seen this moron play for another team. Well, what can I say? You know what? Here's a little story I wanted to share with the Raider Nation. It's a positive story, and it's pretty doggone cool because you don't hear much about the older Raider players like Ted Hendricks. 
who was uh, inducted into the Bay Area Hall of Fame. Now, he's inducted to the Professional Football Hall of Fame in 1990, but I guess it took us a while to get around to getting him in. Uh, he played for the Raiders for nine seasons. That's brutal. He's a monster. 131 consecutive games. He went to all three Raiders Super Bowls. This guy... Ted Hendricks, class act, great individual, a maniac on the field. Uh, thank you and congratulations. Other Raider legends in the Bay Area Hall of Fame are Fred Bliknikoff, George Blanda, Willie Brown, Ronnie Lott, John Madden, Jim Otto, Jim Pluckett, Art Shell, Ken Stabler, and Gene Upshaw. So all those guys in the Bay Area Hall of Fame, hoo-yah! That's what I got to say about that. Now, I did talk a little bit about condolences for hardcore. And uh, once again, I want to go over that. Just say you've got all our condolences here at the Raider Nation podcast. And it's brutal. We're going to miss you. You're uh, definitely out there um, in the forefront. So I'm sorry I had to go over that again. Thought about it. I let it out. I'm a Raider, Oakland Raider, from the Bay to LA to Las Vegas, cause I'm a player, a boss player, and if you with me, pop your collar, shake them haters, I'm a Raider. Raiders coach Art Shell hasn't been an NFL coach for over a decade, and Tom Walsh is in the same boat. Now, this is regarding the story of Shell talks nasty and defends Tom Walsh. Shell came out again recently and talked about how he was going to... He didn't say how he was going to bring the nasty back to the Oakland Raiders. He just said he wanted to, and he said he wanted to bring back the passion and the commitment and what it's like to play hard-nosed football and and hardcore uh, in the trenches of football. Well, you know, I have a lot of respect for Art Shell, and the Shell hiring was actually not a terrible thing. It wasn't my pick. You know, I was hoping for someone younger and uh, with some, you know, newer plans for the Raiders. But, you know, Art Shell's not a bad idea. The thing I had problems with, and all of you know, is the hiring of Tom Walsh. Now, I said this a long time ago, and no one really, there was a lot of rumblings in the forums across the Raider Nation. That's why I brought it up. Well, now... Evidently, it's been rumbling so loud that they have to address it. So Art Shell goes on about talking about how he's going to bring back the nasty, and then he goes into defending his hiring of Tom Walsh. Well, you know, I can buy a lot of things, but you know what, Raider Nation? I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it for a lot of reasons. I'm not buying it, and I'll go over those reasons with you uh, momentarily. But before I get off the subject of Art Shell, who I support 100%, who I will give 100% of my mojo and my voice, and, you know, I'll be right there rooting them on. But you have to understand, when he talks about bringing back the nasty, as a fan, I'd like to hear some kind of plan, even if it's horse crap. I want to hear him say, I'm going to bring back the nasty by bringing these guys together. We're going to have some meetings. We're going to have a lot of social interaction. We're going to come together as a family. I'm going to bring this team together in different aspects of of camaraderie. However, he wants to blow the smoke up my rear end, but tr- please try to blow some smoke, some kind. And that's what I'm saying as a fan. It's only my opinion now. I'm just telling you how I feel. 
Now, if he's going to come out and say, bring back the nasty and the commitment to excellence, give me a plan on the commitment to excellence. I'm going to have all my players sign a commitment. Sounds corny, but hey, it's something. Isn't it a plan? I'm going to have all my players come down and commit. When we go to these meetings, we're going to talk about commitment. It's going to be a part of our mantra. We're going to say it. We're going to talk. We're going to live it. We're going to eat it. You know, if he talks like that and he says that he's going to make a plan and this is kind of part of the plan, he doesn't have to give me the super secret draft. He doesn't have to give us, I just want to see a plan. Like anybody who talks and speaks about a motivational speaking, um, you have to say that there's a plan or it's, it, or it's light. It doesn't have any weight to it. So I'm just saying, Archell, you know, I love you, baby. You're the coach. I'd like to just see you come out and uh, be a little more specific on how you're going to do some of this stuff because um, you've already said that you're going to do it. And this is the second time, and that kind of worries me because it makes me think that you really don't have a plan. And let's get on to the second part of that. Tom Walsh has been defended by Archell as his hiring. I don't get it. I didn't get it when it happened. I was pissed. And I told you guys I was pissed, and here we go. I was hoping that it would just kind of go away. Well, it's not going away. Okay, so Tom Walsh hasn't been an uh, offensive coordinator for a decade, as well as Shell being a head coach. So there we go. Also, their defensive uh, quality control coach has been out for a while. So it's like a big happy family of people that are really, I'm sure, quite motivated to make it happen. Shell's record was 54 and 38. That was pretty damn good. Um, and he left on a 9 and 7 season. Crap, I'd love to see a 9 and 7 season next year. I'd be loving to see it. At least it'd give me some hope, along with the Raider Nation, of course. And I'm hoping to see something like that this season. But I'm telling you, it freaks me out about this guy. Walsh hasn't been around since 1994. And that kind of. <laughs> kind of freaks me out too. He's been busy over the burner of his bed and breakfast since 1996. Eight years fully removed from the game of football. Walsh has occupied his time as mayor of Swan Valley, Idaho. He called it Brokeback Mountain, Idaho. Population 213. Now Walsh will likely have a much larger responsibility coordinating a group of 11 men to try to carry a little brown ball across a painted line on the ground to score. I don't know if this guy could be, you know, even helpful. Is it just me? And I have to address this again? Let me just say this. No offense to Tom Walsh, but it's true. Walsh will be going from voting on how many street lamps it should be on Duffy Avenue to whether the Oakland's offense should pass or run on a third and four. The difference between the population of Sun Valley, Idaho, is just over 200 people to the population of the NFL viewers. Um over the shoulder of Walsh, which will be probably totals of millions of people that will be watching over his shoulder, opposed to 200. That's what that means. The 56-year-old last stint of coaching ended in 1998 when he resigned, mind you, from Idaho State after registering an abysmal 6-16 and records in two seasons with their football team. 
Need I say more? But I have to. Shell is back, and now old Tom is back. Now it's true times have changed, but people change with time. Isn't that true? I just don't see it. As a mayor of a town 10.3 square miles, I just can't see him coming from there into the NFL, into a high-power position, uh, making decisions on things that he hasn't seen or paid attention to, really, I'm sure, in eight years. But he's a longtime friend of Art Shell, and he's the one who stood by his side when there was all the controversy. And Shell says he hasn't been involved in the NFL, but he's he's involved in football. He's a great he has a great football mind. He's a smart guy. He knows what I want. He knows what I want to do. He knows the things on how to do them, and he knows the system I like to run. That makes me freak out. And it should make you freak out, too. And you know what? All you people saying, you know, you should be more positive. I'm just trying to lay it out. I'd love to find the positive in this situation. I've been looking for it. <laughs> this guy here is coming in to the Raiders after flipping pancakes at a bed and breakfast for eight years. I don't care how smart the guy is. And if he's, if he knows, if Archell says he knows a system I like to run, I think that's bullshit. And excuse my language, but I'm going to tell you that this is strictly crap. If we're going to run his old long ball plays in the year 2006, I feel terribly sorry for any quarterback. I think we should put Brooks up there and let him play all season because I don't want to hurt Walter. Because if it's anything like his offense of the past, Hostetler, he's lucky he didn't end up in a trauma center. He got he got sacked 53 times in 1994. 53 times! That's absolutely insane. And that's because of this offense. So... I'm sorry I got emotional, but I get emotional about this stuff. You guys know it. I'm flipped out. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to say, okay, Art Shell, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Evidently, you know what you want to do, and let's see you do it. Um, and Tom Walsh, you know, I just hope that you have learned and you've grown and you have some clue as to what the heck is going to happen in the NFL when you start this long ball offense. Because if you think you're going to have time, Patna, you ain't going to have nothing. <laughs> okay. All right, who the hell are we going to draft? That has been kind of a an ongoing saga. Now, Raider fans... Uh, a month ago, they were all talking that we were going to get Vince Young. Vince Young was coming to the Raiders. Every mock draft had it. And now there's been a little bit of change. Now we're looking like we're going to get Michael Huff, a cornerback, another longhorn like Vince Young is. 
And then there's a defensive tackle that they're looking at. And then there's an offensive lineman they've been looking at. And A.J. Hawk. And, you know, as bizarre as the season has been, I just have to say this to all the Raider fans because there's a whole lot of forum people talking about who we're going to draft and what's – you know what? <laughs> I have no clue. I really don't have a clue. But I know who I would like to have drafted – I certainly think the running back out of UCLA, I think his last name is White, he's the guy that I would go for as number one, as stupid as that sounds. Ernie Sims from Florida State as an outside linebacker. He's got great attitude. He's nasty, and he's a hard hitter. He reminds me of Woodson when he gets a good steam going and just plows somebody over. That's how he plays. Jerome Harrison out of Washington State, running back, 100 yards a game, two seasons in a row. Consistent, consistent, consistent. Regardless of the change in the lineman, regardless of what's happening, he's he's consistent. That's a good thing. We need a running back. As I know we need a lot of stuff. I know we need a lot of stuff. But I'm telling you, we need a running back because Jordan is not going to make it on his own. We need somebody who's big. We need somebody who could be a fullback slash running back because that's the only way we're going to make yards next year, and we have to make yardage next year on the ground above all other things. I mean, even though we have an opportunity now because Brooks is a run-and-gun guy. He can get out of the pocket and run. That's his style, and he's very good at eluding defenders, just like Gannon. He reminds me of Gannon, how Gannon used to duck and move and push guys away and get out of the way. If you remember those years um, when we went to the Super Bowl, those games, that's what he reminds me of, that kind of quarterback. So we do need to have a good offensive line. I have no complaints about that demand. However, we do need to have a running back with a fullback that actually can do some great blocking, keep the guy. That's what happens. You can block. Uh, the other thing is you have someone to make a hole for your running back or run different kind of running plays. I think we need two strong runners on the Raiders. It's been proven to work for the Broncos and the Chiefs and other teams. The two good runner offense is a great thing, and I think the Raiders need to pound the ball more, the ball more on the ground. To be quite honest with you, we're all wrapped up in this long ball stuff, but we better get back to the basics, and that's running the football. So... As far as my draft is concerned, you heard it. Um, and that's kind of, those are the only picks I can actually see into. I can't see going all the way to the end. I don't know who we're going to get, but it could be, you know, it could be good too. So there you go, Raider Nation. Raider Nation podcast here. And we're doing it. Okay, now we're going to go on to who? Our forum. <laughs> Okay, here we are in the forum, and let's see, who do we have here? Alex V, another QB. Uh, so as we get closer to the draft on ESPN, and others are saying that the Raiders are going for Vince Young in the draft. And he goes on to say um, he's going to watch 
Brooks and what about Walter? And yes, I hope we don't get Vince Young. Alex V, welcome to the Red Nation Podcast Forum. Um, I hope we, you know, if we get him, we got him. What am I going to say? If we don't get him, I hope we get some monster defensive guy or a great offensive lineman. You know, there's a lot of needs that the Raiders have. It just depends who's available. Maybe Al has this up his sleeve all along. Like I've said before, Alex V. That ain't going to happen until it happens. Can't worry about it. All you can do is speculate. Uh, either way, we take him. I think it's a good move. We don't take him. You know, we could get somebody else. I don't know what's going to happen as far as trading that draft. I really have a strong feeling that Al is going to be trading that draft for other draft picks, possibly a trade for a player. New York Raider Tommy coming in big because he's coming to the Coliseum this season. We got to be ready for Raider Tommy out there because he's going to be at the Broncos game this season. And we are going to be doing it in the parking lot, Raider Nation podcast style tailgating we're gonna have it all set up there for you man gonna have tv you know the whole tailgate thing and then we're gonna take you around to the radar nation and it's everywhere man you can't wait i can't wait i can't wait for the tailgate it's got to come out i can't wait i know man it's gonna be all summer long and all you football fanatics like me are stuck in the rain right now Ain't happening. There's no nothing really going on. They got some some NBA, which I'm not real big on, but baseball's coming up. Well, I'm happy about that. Okay, so New York, the Tommy Raider goes on to say the 2006 schedule. Um, he's talking about he read the article and he couldn't agree more. Uh, what do you guys think of the 2006 schedule? Uh, it doesn't seem that tough, but we can put a few wins in this season. He feels it. He's he's got some passion. This guy. Uh, and he's going to be over for the Raiders-Bronco game. He's going from JFK to Oaktown, USA for his first game and lifelong dream. Isn't that killer? I think that's just absolutely killer, Raider fans. And all you guys that want to get out here to the Coliseum one time in your life, you guys can feel Tommy, New York Raider, right now. I know it for sure because if I was away from here, I'd be making that Mecca trip at least once a year. Okay, Raider Frank comes into. Doesn't seem that the Raiders um, always get a buy this early because it's true the schedule, and I'll go over that too. We do have an early buy, which is really good for our team. It gives a chance for us to focus uh, if we're starting to sputter a little, and at least get some lick our wounds and and come back to the drawing board if we're having some difficulty. So that's good. Of course, this season we get to play both Super Bowl teams again, back-to-back this time, which is really beautiful. Uh, then we face all the divisional opponents. Our schedule after that is is not that bad. So the wrong, longest trip is to Baltimore. Then we have a bye week. Then Cincinnati to the 13th game of the season. Then the Jets on New Year's Eve. So we won't be traveling very far at all because that does take a whole lot um, out of your your team. And of course, you play in Monster Park in San Francisco. Ha ha. And so we will hopefully we'll invade Monster Park with the silver and black attack. And so, you know, we always piss off those Niner fans because there's more silver and black rowdy Raider fans than there are those weak, you know, freaky red and gold guys. 
So, and he asked, how are the season tickets going? I think they're going pretty well. Haven't heard any negative on it, but um, time will tell. I hope we sell them tickets, man, because we need to get some people up there. So Timmo comes in, and Timmo, mock drafts. What's up with these mock drafts? Talking of taking cheap shots at the Raiders. The NBC has us taking Vince Young because, hey, the Raiders won't pass up on a guy with a low test score. Yeah, thanks a lot, NBC. Little slap. What happens to the love when the Raiders go to the playoffs and make you millions of dollars? You better check yourself, NBC, because I'm going to be checking your ass, too. Get that action. You should discipline that geek who wrote that article. The Raiders are stupid. Then he goes on to say, SI is a... As is taking another Longhorn, Michael Huff. Hey, the Raiders used to be tough, but they've been sorely lacking lately. Oh, get it. The Raiders suck. Well, of course, SI has hit the nail on the head. The Raiders did suck last year. I got nothing to say other than, yeah, they did. You know, and then he talks about uh, how you look up and down the rest of the moth tracks, and everybody seems to be pretty respectable to other teams, but the Raiders get no respect and that's true because we never have gotten respect out of media. Thus, the Raider Nation podcast, the Raider cast, um, Raider, the Raider Take.com with Sean. Awesome. I could go on and on. Um, the Raider News.com, excellent place to find your news. I mean, I could go on and on. Raider fans themselves have perpetuated our own link to link news for our own fans we don't need nbc we don't need sports illustrated we don't need espn we've linked to ourselves and we know what the what where the bear shits in the woods and uh, that's true because the raiders are outcasts we're rebels and we'll make them pay just like he says don't make me choke the chiefs fan again that's funny because timmo had that date date with that chiefs fan <laughs> that was pretty funny so anyway, thank you guys for coming into the Raider Forum. And of course, in the Raider Forum, you are free to say whatever you like. Let's go to the Raider schedule because the schedule is out for 06. Let's take a quick look. <laughs> August 16th, excuse me, August 6th, we play the Philadelphia Eagles in the Hall of Fame game. That's kind of before the the induction of the Hall of Famer. So that's pretty cool. It's 5 p.m. It doesn't give me the date, though. Oh, yeah, it does. August 6th. Duh. Urgh, as Jim Rome would say. Then Monday, August 14th, we play the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. Uh, that's a 5 p.m. game. Pacific time, uh, August 17th, San Francisco 49ers. Okay, all oh, these are dates that aren't set yet. Okay, let's see. Regular season. We open with the San Diego Chargers at home. Okay, then we go to Baltimore. Then we have a bye week. So we have two games to play. Check out what we're doing and refinish our situation and then come back and play at home against Cleveland. And then we go across the bay to San Francisco, which is good. And then we hit Denver. 
then Arizona Cardinals come to the Coliseum, and then the Steelers, the great rivalry of the 70s and 80s. The Pittsburgh Steelers come to the Coliseum. Excellent game. There'll be a lot of Steeler fans there, too. And then we'll be at, at the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, that was an old rivalry. We used to beat them up pretty good. They're going to be a little bit ready to try to put the hurt on us. I hope we can take it to them. And then Denver comes to town. We all love that game. And then at, it's at Kansas City and then at San Diego. And the Houston Texans, the new and improved with Reggie, I'm sure, Bush, will be at the Coliseum. So check that out. Then we're going to Cincinnati and then St. Louis. The Rams are coming to town. That's a great rivalry, too. When they used to both be in L.A., that was a big rivalry down there. So we'd like to see us take the, the lambs and send them home to St. Louis, crying the blues. And then, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs come to town. And then the last game of that season is in New York at the New York Jets. And hopefully we'll be going to postseason. And as you can always wish, man. I'm telling you right now, I'm always optimistic. I hope we do well. I can't wait to see this season. I can't wait to see all you Raider fans next season. Well, this podcast has been long enough. I thank you so much for tuning in to Raider Nation Podcast. Do not forget to vote Podcast Alley. And I am your host, Raider Greg, and I am out. <laughs>